Welcome back to the Nightlife Podcast Season 3, Episode 12. And today I come to you from my home office slash studio where, you know, I brought this to you guys because a lot of you are asking um, to, you know, that you want to be part of this, of the show and you want to be able to bring value to people in the nightlife industry all over the world. And you may not be in Miami. And the only way to get this done is through technology, which is part of the subject we're going to be talking about today. Um, so without further ado, we go to the Netherlands to my friend, David Franzen. How are you, David? Yes. Hello, hello. Yes, I'm doing very well. Thank you for uh, for having me. Um, Dave, so anyway, I just um, start usually every show with telling everybody a little bit about who I'm interviewing. So why don't you help me with that? Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I'm, uh, my name is David Franzen. Uh, I am the founder of a company called Nocto, based out of the Netherlands. And um, yeah, we've been working on what we think is a really cool project uh, that's, um, we think, going to uh, really revolutionize basically the nightlife industry, uh, bring to it an aspect of introducing um, modern technology basically to what we think is still a very old school uh, industry that is still using quite outdated ways of marketing uh, and uh, relationship building. And um, yeah, so I got in touch with uh, with Julio now uh, almost, uh, yeah, I'd say almost maybe six months ago or something. I was just looking out for people with experience in the nightlife industry. And uh, yeah, your name popped up and uh, we've been in touch for uh, a couple of times through, uh, through Skype, through phone calls, that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, just really excited to, to be on the show today. I actually can't wait to go over there. Personally, I'm. I know you guys party a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah more just than let me know when, uh, when you're here, and I'm sure we'll have a good time. <laughs> um, so, what time is it over there anyway? Because uh, uh, it's uh, nine nine p.m., so right. it's uh, okay. it's still early. Cool, cool, cool. Um, all right, so David. So, so one of the things I talk about a lot um, is the subject of the evolution and the changes in the nightlife industry. And there are many different things that have been changing. And, and you know, we always mention millennials and uh, blame everything on millennials and the way that they're different, even though uh, listening to Gary Vee, we always hear it's not millennials. It's those of us who parent to those millennials yeah. um, who are, you know, uh, at fault, really. But, you know, it's really it, it's we should take this as a positive, uh, the whole evolution of it, you know, I believe. And when I met with you, when the first time that we spoke, I was listening to what you had. And at first, I got a little scared, scared, you know, even though we're not going to get very, we're not going to dig into exactly what Nocto is, does, and is going to do specifically, <laughs> which you guys have to stand by for that. Um, the, the reality is that at first, I got a little scared. I was like, huh, are these guys coming to do harm to those of us that have been doing this for a long time um, or are they here to help us and that was a, one of the first things that um, that I asked and then I you know I think I got the right answer from you I don't know if you want to get a little into that yeah well I mean I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because um, of course when uh, when new technologies come about um, and, and change always means that that yeah I mean by definition things are going to change right so the way that the, that things that have been done for a long time um, are, are at risk, let's say. So I think that what, what, what is a natural outcome of that change is that people either, if it is the right change and it'll, it's there to stay, then people either need to adopt or they're not going to be able to compete, basically. 
So I think that it's um, it's it's absolutely a <clears throat> a risk for the way that things have been done, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think that's also should be seen as an opportunity for the established and the traditional players to not, you know, naively maybe stick to their old ways. Um, but, you know, obviously, they, they, you know, the traditional the, the traditional way of working has, has worked and is working. Um, but, yeah, with new technology comes new opportunities. Um, right. So, yeah. So, yeah, so, so uh, uh, the last two episodes, actually, I interviewed... Um, a guy who was my first uh, partner, um, and um, and we spoke about you know all the mistakes that we made um, in an episode that's actually airing today, and um, and also we spoke um, about the difference between the old school and and I guess new school, <laughs> and um, yeah. you know and, and the way that things are done lately. But one of the things that worries me about um, the way that, for example, social media, you know, it's one of the big parts of all of these. Um, changes has um, you know has uh, brought a change into I go particularly into for example when it comes to marketing when it comes to yeah. marketing a lot of people are struggling because they believe okay so now I have to put all my eggs in the social media basket and they forget about everything else so we are in an industry and this is something I think we spoke about before also we are in an industry where you know, it's hospitality so so the personal touch in it is never going to be taken away by any robot or a computer or AI or you know what I mean um, but a lot of the new generation basically thinks let me be the best at this part I'm, I'm you know I'm going to be posting 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 all day long I'm going to be the best storyteller in those stories whatever and you know most of them are posting you know crazy pictures that have nothing to do with the with the business or whatever but but in the end They think, okay, so posting a flyer or posting this, or that kind of thing is gonna do it. Um, but it, you know, it really mm, it, it's it, not complete. Exactly. Exactly. But I think that's what you said is true in the sense that because of it being hospitality, the the human touch, that the personal relationship is never going to be obsolete. There's always going to be a need for the human for the human aspect of it. But right. with the same logic, that also doesn't mean that social media and technology can also have a positive impact. Um, right. And I think that's that's what we are working on very as one of our core basically concepts with Nocto is actually to how can we use technology to further personal relationships. Okay. Um, and that those two don't have to be in competition, basically. Correct. Which currently they are, in a way, mostly. It, yeah, but I think that's because we're at this point where that's kind of between what you know the world before social media and the world with social media is that people really haven't figured out how those two worlds are supposed to be working together and because of that they are now being seen as competitors to each other right. um but but i mean like we will always have the human the the the, the, the personal physical like aspect to it um and and now in 2019 we see it that you know world without social media is is also not gonna basically be a thing you know right. unless something goes very uh, very wrong um so so yeah we, we we do live in a world not that we will but we do live in a world where technology and, and the human relationship need to work together correct and, and you know and i'm asking from from the heart because it is i've been doing this 25 years you know so it's important to me it's something that um Uh, even though people tell me, when the hell are you going to retire? I'm like, I, I just can't, <laughs> you know, it just doesn't allow me. It brings you right back in. Um, 
but um, we have kind of understood that we need to be, you know, I guess, evolve with all of this and mm -hmm. and be ready for all those changes at the same time, whatever. So so we learned, you know, and we one of the things that we learned is to understand how things work. You know, I took a lot of courses on different things to understand how things work um, like with social media and, ad, and the, the new ways of advertising and all those and the way that some of the apps um, work and everything. But at the same time, the best decision we made was hiring people that are better than us at all of those things. Correct. Nowadays, we offer the services of most of the everything that has to do with social media. We also offer services to even our competition and to other venues and different uh, companies or, or whatnot. Yep. Um, because I guess they see what we've been doing with it and they understand, OK, these guys know what they're doing. They ask us, how, who does it for you? We're like, we do it ourselves. But, yeah, it just started growing in that in that direction. But now sometimes I, I worry. The other day, actually, my father asked asked a question um, and it was just you know, do you think this world would survive today if the uh, internet and social media completely disappeared, boom, right off the face of the earth at this moment? And he was kind of, he was just not trying to, you know, ask a big question. He was trying to make conversation and, and have me yeah. look at his face <laughs> because <laughs> I was probably next to him on the phone. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but I actually thought about it. And I was like, all right, so my business, like, oh, my God. Uh, we yeah. would close. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. like so many things. I would have to go back to the old school, which I would love. You know, I would love to do a lot of things, go back to the way they were. You know, um, but but the reality is that, you know, how, how do you feel about that? What do you think would happen if something that crazy were to happen? Yeah, I, mean, I think it would be it would be an absolutely enormous change. I mean, I know how it is myself, you know, that the moment my, my Wi-Fi is down or, or, you know, I'm out of a spot with no cell reception it's it's you know it's complete crisis basically um and then that's that's really scary you know because it's in it's in those moments that you feel you feel so dependent on it basically yeah you used um, a scary word i a friend a friend of mine posted a picture of um halloween um pumpkin you know how people do carvings on the pumpkins yeah and the carving said you know uh, low wi-fi and, yeah. and she was like, this is seriously scary. <laughs> you know? And it's the way that a lot of, you know, the new generation yeah. see it. I can't even imagine, you know, what's next. What's going you know, my kids are, are five and, and two years old. I don't know what they're going to, you know, how they're going to be feeling about all this stuff when they're in their 50s. Um, yeah. And whatever, they grew up, you know, so for them, right. it's going to be it's they're going to be even more dependent on it than we are. Yeah. Because we we I mean, I, I, I do, too. I'm, I'm uh, yeah. We, we remember life basically pre-internet, um, but they, they won't they, they won't know the concept of not being able to just, you know, look something up on Google. That, right. that concept is going to be completely uh, unknown to them, basically. Right. But, but I, now, I think that, you know, go ahead, go ahead. You were saying? I, I was just going to say that, I mean, obviously, us being dependent on the internet is, is on one side a very scary thought. Um, but again, I think that it, it does then open up ourselves and, and our business basically to a world of opportunity in the sense that um, it, it is a medium then that we are dependent on, but it is it is the medium that opens ourselves up to connecting with people on the other side of the world. This Skype call being an exact, a, a perfect example of that. Right. I mean, without the internet, I would not have found you. I would not have been able to connect with you. Correct. We would not have been able to to discuss what we're working on and your expertise and your and your network in Miami right. and the ways in which that this could be an opportunity for for both of us. Um, 
so there, there's a clear amount of advantages also that, uh, that so of it's, course it's funny that you mentioned that part um, because the conversation that started my, you know that my dad started ended kind of in a very awkward <laughs> conversation of the way things were back then back back in his you know junior years and how they would date their cousins because of not being able to reach anybody else it was just like yeah that was it those are the people you see you know when you lived in a small town and and it was like that's it your your cousins are your neighbors and it's like all right just date the cousins and (laughs) i'm like so i'm glad that is not that way anymore you know yeah Um, i I think we all are yeah (laughs) and and who knows at, at some point in time in the future not hopefully not too near you know this you know how you talk about being able to reach me now you know being in uh, the Netherlands and, and me here, it, who knows if we are having conversations about the guy in Mars and the guy here and, you know, different planets. Yeah, like eventually, it's, eventually it's, I'm, I'm, yeah, that, that I guess is, uh, that, that's a very strong possibility if things uh, continue. Um, that's, that's, that's one thing I would love to see, a party in Mars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what do you think is the best thing that it brings um, when it comes, and now getting back into mostly nightlife, when it comes to nightlife, what do you think, um, the, the the technology in general, everything that uh, that has come out, the things that are, um, you know, that are being built and are yeah. underground and not being told and talked about. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I'm sure there's many things that are, are being built at this moment because a lot of people, I've realized, um, by the way, that a lot of people are trying to catch on to this niche, um, you know, in the in hospitality, but but mostly in the nightlife. Yeah, um, there it's, hasn't. It's, it's been, an underserved market for sure. Yes, especially with regard to technology. I mean, you look at any any other major, or I wouldn't. I'm, yeah, if you look at you know banking or healthcare or agriculture or infrastructure, all of those have already been revolutionized by technology and now have established tech in place that right. is that is core to to how that industry works. But that hasn't yet happened in nightlife. Right, and I think part of the reason for that is because. You know, when when investors look at what they have money to spend on, basically their their first priority is not going to be basically to invest that into nightlife, which is understandable because you know healthcare and and agriculture and all that kind of stuff goes obviously above in the priority list. Mm-hmm. Nightlife is is a thing that results from disposable income, um, but that also doesn't mean that we should that that we can simply ignore it because it is a huge industry, right? Both you know on a local level, but also on a global level. I mean every Every medium-sized town has has a bar. You know? right. By the way, for us Latinos, disposable income is everything that comes after the money you spend on nightlife. <laughs> right. Yeah. It is. It is a fixed cost. Correct. It is a correct. Fixed part of your budget. Right. I see. Nice. Um, no, but I think one of one of the, one of the things is this: um, the the apps, for example, any app that's been built out there, they have to think about the club, club ownership yeah. or management, or whatever. They have to think about the promoters because there is that marketing group in the middle that is mm-hmm. very involved in a lot of the countries you know that's that's one of the big cases here that it's not the same everywhere and yeah. then then you have the end user mm-hmm. so which is more important um well they're all important i mean if you take away the people then the clubs are going to close and if you take away the clubs then you know people are just going to set up house parties do you think there's any way to say for example like chicken or the egg like what comes first um 
Yeah, I do think so. Um, well, maybe I'm not sure if so much from the perspective of nightlife as a whole, but definitely with with, with Nocto, what we what we realized was was the first priority was um, getting the, the the venues, the businesses on board. Okay. Um, because we, in order to create an app, the app market is so competitive that you really need to have a strong value proposition for people to download your app. Correct. Um, and if you don't have participating bars and clubs and restaurants and hotels and whatnot that are in your system, then they're, unless it's a peer-to-peer app like Tinder, mm-hmm. um, you are dependent on there being venues that are you know, participating for there to be in, or a reason for people to have the app in the first place. So we yeah. absolutely focused first on, on the B2B side. Right. Um, and when we had um, you know, a, a local critical mass of, of bars and clubs, that's when we started marketing it to the people. Um, and then it was interesting for them because they knew that they could go and use our service basically in those locations. Correct. How difficult is it to get clubs um, to use <laughs> a service when <laughs> there's no users yet exactly or, or very few it, it's 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 very hard um that's but but that, i mean that's that's like that's part of the game you know i think that's that's the case with with anything you know i mean um you you need to have a, a demand and a supply uh, you know you mm-hmm. can have you can have a whole bunch of stuff but if nobody wants to buy it it's it doesn't matter really that the thing is cool right. um so so it's it's really hard and i think that um it's it I don't want to say it's particularly hard in the nightlife industry, but um, because of the fact that a lot of the the decision makers on the on the business side are more traditional, are more old school, we without users, we really need to pitch to them based on on the potential that this app has and that right. this business has to bring to you. But if they are if they haven't experienced a need for this in the past, like you know I've done very well as a business owner without this app, then. Yeah. <clears throat> It's, it's very hard to convince them basically to invest part of their brand reputation and, and of course then a subscription fee or whatever your business model is right. to, to purchase a product that you that you don't need yet. Right. But that's what we're telling them is basically like, yes, like at this point, you know, it's, it's, it's early days, but we're right. building something here that in, you know, whether it's a couple months or whether it's a couple years, venues will, will need to have this service in order to compete. So um, the way we kind of came about that is to kind of create like a, an early bird discount. Um, so we kind of packed it, packaged it up. You know, we, we identified what the price would be for a full year for our service. And which, we said, Look, which, by, which, by the way, David, I mean, we spoke about this. We spoke about those prices. We spoke and um, I'm being 100% honest with you. I've, I've talked to other people that are doing other things and, and, and you nailed it on that one. You know, it's 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 very important. Yeah. it is very important yeah. to have that early yeah. bird. You know, for sure. I mean, and we we had to we had to kind of subsidize. I guess might be a good word actually for it. We had to subsidize the business side of it to get the chicken on board, um, so that we can start laying eggs. <laughs> Correct. You know, yeah. That's cool. So yeah, I think that they're they're both important, but uh, from our perspective, we had to start on the B two B. So I mentioned so. a little, you know, um, time back. The difference between the way that people do this in different countries. Mm-hmm. I understand that you your plan the plan for Nocto is to go worldwide, um, and I believe it will and it will be doing do great worldwide. Now the thing is, is how how difficult is it 
with the fact that things work differently in the different you know countries markets whatever especially yeah. when it comes to the way business works for example here in the u.s we talk about the the promoter for yeah. example a lot of the businesses work with promoters the ones that don't have promoters most likely end up looking for a promoter at some point in time you know if we're, if we're talking nightlife nightlife that's you know i don't know how i don't know how much of that is true in the netherlands um, it's yeah well I, i mean we discussed this as you said in our previous calls that that in the netherlands you know having like employed promoters is 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 quite rare um right. i mean obviously you have ambassadors you have people that are you know promoting in in a in not in uh, as official of a role right. um you know, just people who are associated who know the bartenders who know the club owners who of course are going to share the events and you know talk to people about it but it's it's not as 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 a, a as formal of a relationship that those people have with right. the venues right. but i think that's that's kind of where social media comes in because you mentioned something interesting here where the venues in in miami for example they either have promoters or they look for promoters because Promoters are their way to reach the people. Correct. And that's kind of what what you know I want to talk about today as well is is the role that social media is going to have in connecting the people with the venues. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned this as well before is that kind of the the, the 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 promoter aspect is is potentially not in in its entirety at risk, but its importance in the nightlife ecosystem is a little bit at risk because Mm-hmm. Now the venues depend on the promoters to reach the people, right. but with solutions like the one that we're building, uh, and I'm sure a lot of other people are building something similar because of the fact that this market is is huge. Um, social media presents an amazing opportunity for people to explore, to discover, to to find out about what's available, what what it's like, you know, what it's where where to go, where not to go, where to go when. Um, and from the business perspective, also a way for them to promote themselves, to be seen or to be found by the people. Correct. So it's um, social media, especially, or not especially again, but in nightlife is going to be and already is a, a crucial aspect in, in, the, in marketing. I mean, a venue could do, could do well, not great, but could do well by basing its marketing exclusively on social media. That is correct. That is true. I mean, then depending on that, you know, for example, let's not talk about the fact that, you know, the Internet's not going to go anywhere. But apps, for example, do come and go. You know, we don't know how long, for example, Instagram, which is the one that people are putting most of their eggs into currently, yep. uh, where it's going to go over here in the U.S. I don't know how big it is over there, but TikTok is right now blowing up like crazy. <laughs> Um, I have no idea what they, you know, what is, what the reason is that people are doing those videos. Uh, you know, I spent, <laughs> uh, you know, some time watching them because it is, it is funny and it, I don't know, I like it in a way it's entertaining. I just haven't figured out how marketers are going to yeah. be able to, to use it for this, even though I do see sponsored ads and some of them, Oh, I go, Oh, that's what they're doing. But it's not that, you know that common and, and you i think it's like 20 year old average uh you know like that's like I, i think it is i think it is more for the for the younger demographic i mean obviously in the states the drinking age for example is 21 yes. um so the majority of tiktok users on a on a on a end consumer level are probably too young to be participating right. in nightlife um but 
for example, I did hear that some companies, because TikTok is for some reason being used by big companies um, and they are to reach yeah, to, young audiences, but those yeah. young audiences to convince their parents of buying stuff too. So I, I see, I see you watch Gary, Gary V because I watched the Gary V yes. thing and he was, talking, he was exactly talking about that, yes. you know, like yeah. that, you know, through TikTok, you might be able to, you, you might be reaching audiences that are slightly younger than, you know, your, your actual purchaser. Yeah. But, I, I, I hated Gary the first time I heard him. And then I realized yeah. that I hated him because he was me but yeah. made, made it much better <laughs> um yeah. but um, yeah i i believe 100 percent almost everything yeah. he talks about so yeah um and and actually it's one thing that i would love to ask him at some point in time is you know because because he doesn't talk about the nightlife much he, he's talked about hospitality he's talked about restaurants and um interviewed a few people in the restaurant industry and, and all this but i would love to 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 see what he thinks about this evolution because besides social media there's other things that are also evolving in the nightlife and, and i have talked about this before is the fact that a lot of people are doing different kinds of events that are not even during the night um a lot of um you know yeah. brunches around the world a lot you know a lot of um happy hours growing a lot um before it used to be a lot of after hours and now there's not that many after hours at least here in the u.s i don't know again yeah i can i different. can see the same trend here i mean i think that it's people realize that that it was nightlife in the past i guess was more just confined to the night but Correct. i guess now it's not so much nightlife anymore but it's just it's more events than than nightlife Correct. let's say basically because you know there's no um what you need to have a good event basically is is good music, good people, and uh, and, and good vibes, um, right. which is not, you know the night is not a, a requirement basically. Right, in, in, and the hardest know. and the hardest thing to get out of all of those is the people, and that's why that's why for so long it's been I guess easy for us to have a job most of the time. But right now I have a lot of clients that are club owners that I am consulting, <laughs> and and the first thing they say is, I want to bring more people. I don't want to use promoters. Yeah. And, um, and my <clears throat> my my answer at the beginning was you're going to have to. Um, mm -hmm. Then it became, you know, let me train you to build a team of your own. And then it yep. became let me train you guys to do it by yourself using social media. Um, yep. So so it, it has been evolving also in, in, in that sense. Um, and the reason is that there's also not so much of a good name for the promoter everywhere. Um, you got to, to have a name that is something respected, um, you know, like, for example, for us, it's our relationships with the clubs are usually years and years long, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and usually when, when we leave, it's like, what, why? Like, what's going on? We don't want you guys to leave. And it's just, you know, okay, so it's time. It's been a decade. We got to move on, you know? Um, yeah. But most of promoters, it's like a two-month relationship and it ends bad because, whatever somebody got drunk or it was you know they just yeah. didn't do the right thing or they were selling a bottle that was a free bottle or i don't know so many yeah. different things that can happen um so i see one you know why a lot of the owners would want to find a solution that erases that middleman you know exactly that that's that's what tech is about tech is tech is about um solving inefficiencies mm -hmm. and and the the whole promote the concept of a promoter is, is quite inefficient because it, it completely cuts the business's profits right and in a way that like if you as an end consumer being approached by a promoter basically hey you should go to this party you know you're you're being you're being you know pushed basically this specific event 
Correct. But um, what social media is going to enable people to do is to not necessarily be pushed to go into that one event that is being promoted by the promoter, but to enable them to make an informed decision to have access to, okay, I have, there are 10 places I could go to and, you know, which of them is most in line with what kind of music I want to go to, uh, is, is close to, you know, my house or whatever. Um, and has, a, has a, a right you know amount of people, not too many, not too few. And from the other side, from the business perspective, is they're going to be reaching people beyond the reach of the promoter. They're not dependent on that promoter having right. those people in their relationship. Um, and of course, also saving them a lot of money. Right. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna plug myself here a little bit. Um, <laughs> one of the reasons that I teach this this course. On, on on you know for promoters and you know get paid to party which you know where to get <laughs> is is because of that it's because there's an evolution in the nightlife industry that a lot of promoters don't understand how to survive in this you know evolving world so you have there's a lot of the old school you know ways that are that if you apply them today you, there's going to be a big difference between you and anything that is brought as competition to you guys at you know when it comes to technology or anything uh, like that and even if it's not technology you're competing with if anybody else uh, it's just another person another company at the same time doing something like this and I, you know actually going through a course and seeing what somebody else has done and all their mistakes is going to be better for you but when it comes to the technology and and all that evolution that you cannot stop the best thing you can do is learn a little bit about the old ways and the old yep. school ways and it's definitely going to make things better um, for you um, especially when it comes to club owners making a decision um, as to who, who to work with you know absolutely that's that's something we, we noticed as well i mean obviously what we're presenting to the, the the club owners is a is a a new innovative you know relatively then high tech um, um, solution. And what we found is that obviously, you know, you know, emails is not the right way to approach these people because, you know, they're, they're that's not, you know, they're, they're not sitting behind their computers reading emails all day. No, right? no. Open so, rate has gone down so much. It's crazy. Yeah. But so even though, um, even though we're trying to implement new uh, modern technology, that doesn't mean we can simply throw out the old school out the window because um, what we actually recently started doing um, is that we actually started approaching prospect clients through post. Right. Um, because when we sent emails, we had a, we had a very low click through rate because, you know, they, they might be receiving them, but you know, that they're, they're, you know, they, they're very operational focused and, and maybe not so much focused on their emails. But the moment we start sending them post, which is the medium through which that they are getting, you know, they have to pay taxes or whatever, like they're getting important documents that they can't, they can't avoid through through posts, so you know that right. the post medium is something that that they will be keeping an eye on. So we we again come back to the need of having a balance of of new technology and, and old school methods. Right, David, um, are you planning to involve promoters with your plans with Nocto or just clubs? Um, are you asking about involving promoters as as a as a sort of middleman, I guess, or, as another entity. I guess I, you know, sure, uh, in in that case, um, in that case, no. <laughs> I 
I think what we are definitely going to be implementing is a right now we are our solutions on the B2B side cater directly to the, the, the venues themselves. Um, but we've seen an enormous demand for event organizers, which I think is not they're, they're obviously not the same as promoters, but uh, but it's more in that line. Right. So we will be we will be including it. Uh, event organizers and festivals right, so, and artists. Okay, because I see what no. what I what I normally when I when I talk to people in Europe and they, what they see as event organizers usually it's what we see here as main promoters. Um, right. Okay. Um, because main promoters here kind of also produce some events that are outside of any club or whatever. You know, produce concerts, yeah. uh, small, big, depending, whatever. Also work with clubs, but different clubs on different nights. Yeah. And, and that's where the issues come in. I, other people that I have helped in the past with, you know, developing apps and all that kind of stuff that have to do with the nightlife run into a, run into one little problem. And is yeah. they go to a club and they say, for example, OK, so give me the information of all the nights you have. And they go, no, wait, I can't approve anything for all the nights because it's a different company that runs every night. You know, mm -hmm. um, the way we do it. So basically, we are partners in the clubs for specific nights. Yes. Um, so we've. Um, I, I, I see exactly where you're going with this, and we, we are also making. Uh, we're implementing basically a um, a, uh, a second profile type, as we're calling it, um, in our business services. The first, then being directly to the bars, clubs, restaurants, and hotels, and the second profile type will be uh, will enable then event organizers or right main promoters, promoters. right um, main promoters uh, to also have a business profile basically and to to actively use the technology to reach potential clients um, and to continuously build up that relationship. Correct. All right. So, yeah. So that, that way I know now that all those promoters that are listening are not going to run out yes. there and say, oh, I don't want Nocta to come to my city. You know, I, I see it. I, you know, I, I've, I've seen a lot of what you guys are doing. And I know that whenever you guys are coming over here and wherever you're going around the world, it's something that's being brought to help the clubs. It's being brought yes. to help whoever's producing the event, and it's also being brought to help the end user, you know, and their experience. So that is the the main thing. If you are taking care of all those three, um, uh, to me, it doesn't matter really which way you go, where you start first. I do believe the way you're doing it is the correct one, but um, I don't know how you're doing it. But you, you know, uh, you need salespeople to understand that part, and that, you know, which is one thing I am not. Um, but um but i but i believe in what you guys have i i i, I like the idea um i know my partner there's one of them that, that loves what you guys are you know are, are doing as i told you before um he's been yeah. thinking about something like that for a long time we just think about it we don't do it um so i'm, I'm glad that somebody's you know doing 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 it you know they can actually yeah Exa exactly so um, i don't know david i want to leave you um since it is already over half an hour i want to make sure that um so it goes by real fast huh it, yeah, um, sure. <laughs> I, I, you know, any last thoughts you want to leave people with? Um, any comments to either promoters, club owners, anybody that's in the nightlife industry, um, relevant to what we have been talking about? Absolutely. I want to. I think my, my my closing comment would be with what you kind of also just said now that that uh, what we're working on is is not to compete with the existing infrastructure, but to improve the existing infrastructure. Um, so we want to help people to better find and enjoy nightlife experiences. Uh, we want to help venues, brands, and event organizer promoters to better reach their audience and to create relationships with their audience. 
Um, and, and overall, the society as a whole is going to benefit from this. It's going to make the system more effective. Um, and um, yeah, what we're doing, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm uh, discussing with Julio a little bit now about uh, about more more in details. Um, but um, yeah, absolutely expecting for uh, for Nocto to uh, to soon uh, expand beyond the Dutch borders. And uh, and who knows um, when we'll uh, be in Miami. Dave, when um, where can people find you? Um, so I think best would be through uh, through LinkedIn. Um, I think you, you, you post these uh, these podcasts on LinkedIn, I see, and also, of course, on your website. Yes. Um, but I think LinkedIn would be the most effective way to reach me. Um, so just search for David Franzen, um, and I'm sure I'll be uh, among the, 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 the hits there. Awesome, awesome. Dave, thank you so much. Um, and, you know, I, I have a feeling we're going to be talking soon again, hopefully, either here in Miami or in the Netherlands. Um, but thank you so much for your time today. All right. Thank you for, uh, for hosting me. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Yes. No, no problem. So guys, thank you one more time. I will definitely see you next time. Remember to get my book on Amazon. Go watch all the other episodes on nightlifepodcast.com. Go get the course on nightlife.university and remember to go to our sponsors parties at LMG Miami. See you next week. <laughs>